I think deep down, you know. Probably more than anyone. Four seconds left. Ionescu, a long three for the win, and she gets it! Sabrina Ionescu at the buzzer! What's up, everybody? This is Gary welcoming you to Hoops and Cards. Hey, hope your weekend is going well. Today I wanted to release a special episode, well you could call it a Basketball Cards 101, where we talk about the WNBA, women in sports, women, basketball cards, and other just opportunities to invest. I was just blown away by the chance to talk with Anne Marie from Women on Tops. You're going to love her energy, you're going to love the insights, and the, the, the deals, the opportunities to exist. If you're in this to collect and to make a profit, then it, it shocked guys. I learned a ton uh, in this conversation with her, and uh, she is a professor of sports marketing and management, and has been a collector investor in cards for more than thirty years. So, sit back, relax, enjoy this as a chance to learn, and maybe you'll make some money as just a pure basketball fan would. You see those basketball cards, the Prism WNBA cards out the Sabria, Sabrina Ionescu, and the season just started. Hey. I thought this would be a fascinating show, and it totally was. So let's get after it. Hey, everybody. Today at uh, Hoops and Cards, I am so pumped to welcome Anne Marie from Women on Tops. We've got a lot to uh, to learn and some great opportunities to get into a woman's point of view, really, when it comes to the sports card market. So, Anne-Marie, welcome to Hoops and Cards. Thanks for having me. Let's chat. Let's nerd oh, out. Awesome. Yeah, and it's been uh, great to, like, we got connected from Woth or Woth. <laughs> Samantha said, hey, if you want to learn more about uh, women's basketball cards, women's perspective on the hobby, all that stuff. You were the first person she suggested I contact. So. And I, I didn't know that's like dangerous, I guess. <laughs> right. I didn't know you were like an Ohio state graduate. We have a, yeah. a similar Buckeye uh, background, but also you had listened to our podcast and yeah. I, I'd love to hear just how did you get into Sports cards as a thing. It sounds like it's been a, a few years, maybe it's decades. Been, yeah, it's been a, it's been a long, long time. When when people ask about you know what's an you know how young was I when I started, you know I say you know that 1992 Mia Ham SI rookie card. Uh, I remember pulling mine out of the SI for Kids magazine when I was like 14, and I wish 14 year old Anne Marie cared more about edges. I guess, looking mm. at it. Um, you know, I got involved in cards the way a lot of people do. Um, baseball and sports was a way that I, I loved it. Um, I connected with my father. He, he loved being involved in baseball and, and other sports. And for me, even it was basketball. I was a big, like huge basketball uh, fan. I was a big Lakers fan because my best, and I grew up in Jersey, but my best friend uh, growing up was a Lakers fan. So I became a Lakers fan, right? Because nobody liked the Nets in the 80s. Like, no, you go to Nets games to watch Jordan and Akeem and Carl Malone, <laughs> right? right? Um, and uh, so I started collecting like baseball cards and and, and NBA cards, right? And um, that was a big thing that I loved and collected. Um, and when uh, 
you know, I remember seeing one of the first women's cards that came out with uh, Classic with uh, Mena Romaine and when she was a, you know, a prospect with Tampa Bay and just being like, oh my God, women cards, right? And <laughs> so I started really kind of collecting women's cards. And, you know, when you're, you know, you, you kind of stop, like, it, like I joke with my students, like, well, I stopped really following the NBA closely like everyone else in 1998. Um, but, uh, you know, we, you know, you take breaks, you know, because you have to go to college and you have to go to grad school and you have to buy a house and like boring life stuff. So, you know, a lot of us, you kind of came back during COVID because we were just bored and we were stuck at home and we needed community to connect with. Um, I was lucky, you know, my passion right now is, is really women's sport cards. Like that's my main PC. And yeah, I was yeah, lucky yeah. because right before college, I sold almost all my cards to pay for college. And, you know, people will say like, you know, you, I sold, eight, you know, three eighty six Jordans in 1990. Oh. So, yep. But when yep. people say like, oh, that must burn. I'm like, well, you know, I didn't buy Apple stock either. Right. Like, no, right. I, I, you know, like there's, there's all kinds of things True. I guess could have, should have, would have. Um, but the great thing I was lucky is that nobody wanted my women's sport cards. So I got to keep them because who's going to buy them. And, you know, I, I basically put my collection in, in, you know, a binders and put them in a giant Rubbermaid. And you know how you move like 40 times in your 20s? Like yeah. you're basically a nomad. I would just like literally plop my Rubbermaid bin of cards into my trunk and just move them half across, you know, move them to where they are now in my actual house. So, you know, um, the, great, the great part of my collection is it exists because they weren't valuable. Had they been worth anything, I probably would have had to sell them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, hopefully now they are, but it sounds like you're keeping them. Like there's some- uh, They are, yeah. Classic. Like I, yeah, I um, I unfortunately only would buy, I was like a set collector for a while and I'd only buy one, which now I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I could have had like, you know, eight, you know, oh three birds or two 2002 uh, birds it would have been okay but uh -huh. you know i'm more of a set collector and whatnot so um uh but yeah i'm glad and across all sports you know i, I have lots of softball cards and soccer i mean it's thousands and thousands of women's sport cards i have well and you, you check out your instagram and i'll put a link to it in the show notes you are a true collector like you can you can tell uh like you said the focus on women's sports but all different sports and studying sports like you mentioned your students uh for our listeners out there i forgot to mention at the top like Anne marie is a professor of sports management and marketing did i get that right yeah i think so at least okay i think that's what my title is i'm not sure you are but that's the, what you I talk are the about. chair of it too something big i mean that's it's uh yeah i'm basically a professional <laughs> sport fan so i decided to get a fake job being a professor and i i've spent the last uh god 15 16 years now studying women's sport, women's sport marketing. Um, and, it, you know, I take students to work big sporting events. So uh, it is a it is a dream gig. That's awesome. That's so cool. At uh, at Ithaca, right? Yes, Ithaca Very College. Cool. Very cool. Well, I, I, I guess I should get right to the basketball side of things and start picking yeah. your brain a bit on what things do you you think, not just not just guys, but everybody needs to realize about uh, how passionate, how widespread, how how even before we started recording, how how big the opportunity is to get into collecting women's sports cards, let alone women's basketball cards. I mean, I remember being at a card show a little over a little over a year ago and seeing the Sabrina Ionescu yep. Prism card, and and some guys just some some of the card dealers they they had a card. 
you know, a graded silver, beautiful looking card and had a ridiculous, I mean, deserving, but like uh, out of my price range, you know, ask on it. But it, it was sort of like, oh yeah, like this is a big, and then you start to see WNBA cards at retail all the time. You know, maybe you could give us an overview of women's basketball cards. What, what does a hoops and cards listener, you yeah. know, what Feel- should we know, you know? Right, dealers either overprice or drastically underpriced women's cards. I mean, my experience at yeah. card shows is looking in dime boxes and pulling out cards being like, this is a $50 card. Like, you should probably sleeve it up. Not, <laughs> and part of it is karma, right? Like, I guess I could buy that card for 50 cents and that's on that dealer for not doing his, his usually his, but his or her homework but i also want to make the point that pay attention right because this stuff is 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 important uh you know wmba probably in my of my collection basketball is my my the biggest number that i have and you know one of the projects i had during covid is i wanted to collect the top 100 women's basketball players in history's rookie cards and you know some of the players didn't have rookie cards right if we're talking about you know a variety of players narrow white you know players that came before there were even cards but you know there's been WNBA cards and women's basketball cards going back to 70s 80s the WNBA didn't start women's professional basketball right there's many leagues before it um but in terms of when people started paying more attention maybe uh, to WNBA cards, um, may, more mainstream sets in 1997 when the WNBA came on board. Um, but said there were sets before that, right? Various okay. sets before that, ABL sets, other sets before that. I feel like when you talk about when people started paying attention to WNBA, I almost want to say in some ways it was 2020. And it was with Panini Prism mm-hmm. came on board. And when you had a generational talent like Sabrina that you mentioned, that, that, NBA fans knew of, right? So it's like one of those things where, you know, what what are the sort of cross interest cards where NBA fans think it's cool to own a Sabrina card in the same way that like WNBA fans would own a Sabrina card. Um, you know, it's funny. I think when when people ask me, wow, like women's basketball cards, one of the things I say to them is, you know, women women's soccer cards are, I would say, and women's soccer in this country has been uh the prevailing success story of soccer in this country right like the, right you know so and and women's soccer cards women's soccer and women's basketball cards are probably the two dominant collectibles with uh with apologies to tennis and you talk about <laughs> serena and those players and like golf for instance but if we're going to focus on you know basketball you can look at i think um uh, some, you know, you can look at women's soccer for some lessons in terms of uh, where there's going to be values and, and, and names. Um, so there's, I think there's a there's a there's a couple sets, right? So if you're talking about as a collector, right? You collect what you like, right? You collect what you love, and I love watching women's basketball because I like defense, right? Okay, they I actually like watching, play defense. They actually play defense. Okay, they I love watching pass the ball. <laughs> it's a great. You know, I love watching women's basketball. So uh-huh. I, I collect what I like to watch, right? So um, that's important. Now, if we're talking about an investment, you know, I generally joke that the best card for an investor is a more a mutual fund, a, uh, a guy, um, you know, in terms of what we think of as investments, right? Uh-huh. Absolutely, without a doubt, I will state it here and people can email me and flame me for this. 
if I want to invest in cards, women's sport cards and the WNBA, I believe is a better buy than the NBA. And I will tell, I will. Wait, time out. Did everybody hear that? I want to hear you say that again, because yeah, you, you are speaking cards. to a strong niche audience that loves basketball I, and wants to make money. Say it again. I, look, I <laughs> love money too, right? And right? I, I, again, I teach in a business school. We love money, right? But what I know as someone that teaches marketing is that the way that we work as consumers, women's sport fans across the board, right? So when we do research on return on investment for sponsors, Mm, what yeah. league had the highest return on investment for sponsors last year? I will I will shoot you ahead the answer. You can pause the podcast if you want to take guesses <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> the number one league on return of investment was NW, uh, NWSL. Okay. Over MLB, over NFL. And here's why. It's not just because the buy-in is lower. It is this. Fan involvement is the greatest predictor of spend how involved you are, right? It's the greatest predictor of attendance, right? Fan involvement, a lifetime involvement, right? Mm -hmm. Women sport fans work a lot harder to be sport fans, right? I can't just like turn on the TV often and find a women's soccer game or a women's basketball game. It's getting better, but it's harder, right? Yeah. We have higher women sport fans. So WNBA collectors, just in general, if we take the market research we know, have a higher involvement level with the league than NBA fans as yeah. just if we're looking across so here's the thing wnba collectors are a smaller market absolutely i will not win that argument however they have higher involvement levels which what do we know about that which means they're going to spend more money why do leagues want gam why did leagues fight so hard to legalization of gambling why is fantasy sports so important to leagues the vast majority of money that sport leagues get from gambling is not directly. They're not getting it directly from the gambling interests themselves. They're getting the money indirectly through higher involvement level by fans because we know mm -hmm. fans that gamble in sports, watch more content, spend more money on teams, come to more games, they have higher involvement levels. So yeah. if you buy WNBA cards, if you start investing in women's sport cards, yes, the, the, uh, the, the, Amount of consumers, the number of consumers is less, but they're going to spend more money. Thank you for all of you who are a part of Hoops Plus. That is our next level community of basketball card collectors and investors who listen to more podcasts. They interact more on the Discord. They're in line for monthly prizes. And they are just next-level supporters of the Hoops and Cards show, our movement around the world. So this is your invitation. I'm doing it in less than a minute. Love for you to join Hoops Plus. Go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. Or check today's show notes and you'll find out more. It's like $4.99 a month. And for the playoffs and the buying season coming up, you owe it to yourself to take this next step and join Hoops Plus. Love to see you there. If I think about investing in traditional ways, I think about either the goats and the vets and the rookies. Yep. And the rookies, I'm going to get to, that's going to be tricky for investors. And this is where they can kind of screw up. So I'll get to that. 
So when I think of if I was an investor, so here's a, you know, what are the goats and what are the big cards? Here's something I think that's really important to understand is the print runs of WNBA cards are so minuscule compared Mm. to the print runs of NBA cards. Mm. And even if you look at PSA registries, right, the pop reports for WNBA are so much smaller than the pop reports of NBA. So if I'm thinking today, right, if I had to invest today in WNBA cards, I'm going to look at the GOAT names, and then I'm also going to look at what are the sets that print runs are low. So for instance, I'm going to take a um, 2011 Maya Moore card. Maya Moore. Go again, Maya Moore, how do you say, how do you spell her first name? Maya, M-A-Y, you don't know Maya Moore? Isn't this embarrassing? But it's kind of my point. I'm Gary. I'm really embarrassed. embarrassed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maya Moore, Maya Moore, who, by the way, kind of again became a name not just as a basketball player, but for issues of social justice. Her work mm-hmm. with prison reform. One of the goats of women's basketball out of UConn. That's another important thing, right? UConn UConn players have a different draw, maybe than a player even out of you know UConn, Tennessee those sorts of players historically, how you can leverage big collegiate fan bases to also market and and have draws are important. Maya Moore's 2011 rookie card is a print run of 233 total. What? That's it. And what what brand is it? Like a, is it Tops? It's Rittenhouse. There's 233 of them. No parallels, no nothing. 233 cards. Have you ever heard of someone called Brianna Stewart? Yes, I have heard of her. That's impressive. Very nice. Thanks. Good job, Barry. <laughs> her rookie card as a astronomically high print run compared to Maya Moore, her print run is 500. Wow. That's it. So you've got these goats, and then you've got the combination of goats with very low print runs. Uh, you know, Sue Bird, right? Probably her top rookie card uh, the 2002 Ultra, it was a redemption card, right? So you could only get it as a redemption, mm. right? Um, or I think about, how about this, Becky Hammond. If you're going to do, like, Becky Hammond, so two crossover players, like Don Staley, Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond, you can get her Fleer Ultra 2000 rookie card raw under $15. And that's somebody that, if you say her name, NBA collectors know immediately. Don Staley, right? Her 1999 Ultra card, right? And the gold parallel. You can get that card low comparatively. Or if you go back to the GOATs, 1997 is a set that I mentioned, right? Yeah. Which would be the, um, uh, the uh, wow, I can't, my I am blinking right Upper now. Deck, Pinnacle, that's Pinnacle, Pinnacle, Pinnacle's okay. WMB set. Now here's the thing about that. They sold these in cans. Like a loop, like metal cans that you had to take a can opener and open. So imagine this: there are cards inside a plastic, like sleeve, right? In a metal can bouncing around, right? Nightmares, oh nightmares for condition, right? If you're gonna want to invest in a in a goat player like Lisa Leslie, Cynthia Cooper, uh, Sh- uh, Cheryl Swoops, all those players, there was a parallel set called executive collection they were about one every case so about one every 46 cans right condition sensitive 
right? Yeah, yeah. Check out the, like, if I want a, if I, if I'm like, I want a Lisa Leslie goat card, go for that goat card. Go for the low parallel on that card, right? Yeah, yeah. So like veterans, it's a combination, like Diane Rossi's main rookie card, the 2004 um, ultra card, very condition sensitive because the dark borders. Hmm. Right. So again, when you think about goats, right. And there are, you know, uh, there are players that jump out. Right. But again, pop, the pop count is going to be huge. I mean, think about if there were only, you know, Brown Stewart, I think, and this, if by the time she retires, she will be the goat. She will surpass a Tarasi. She will press off. Think about if there were only 500 Michael Jordan rookies. Total. Hmm. Right? right. I mean, it's 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 incredible to think about um, rookies. Now, here's the thing. So, right, if you're going to be an investor, you know, rookies. Everyone likes rookies. Everyone's get involved in rookies. Here's where the you can get you can be tricked with the WNBA. Okay. And, and this has made some of the news, right? This year's eighth overall pick, Holland Slip, has been cut already. The thirteenth overall pick, right, Pointer. Cut. The 2020 Rookie of the Year was cut from the Minnesota Lynx this year. Uh, Rihanna Davis, who was a first-round pick in 2020, already cut. In 2019, the Naismith Award winner, right, Gustafson, did not make an opening day roster. Holy cow. Yes, exactly. Rookie, yeah. so if you look last year, right, uh, Michaela with, with the Liberty, the Rookie of the Year, she was like one of the only rookies that actually played that much, right? Because of salary cap issues, basically teams keep 11 people on the roster. So if you're thinking about it from the WNBA perspective, there's 144 roster spots in the league. 36 players get drafted. So you would never, if I'm an investor coming over from the NBA side and I'm like, I'm gonna pick up like the best rookies, right? Mm-hmm. You need, it's, the things that we would assume, it would be unheard of for an eighth round pick to be cut before opening day. Unheard of indeed, that'd be crazy. Mm-hmm. It'd be crazy, right? Um, that's the not crazy in the WNBA. Yeah. That's yeah. not crazy in the WNBA because again, and we can get into, it's a whole other podcast talking about it, roster expansion, a development league, all that sorts of stuff, uh, general expansion in the WNBA. So one of the keys when you're looking at, at rookies, Right. And and lucky for you, like there's only Panini's WNBA set and who knows when we're gonna get yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, what are the, the latest available sets? Is it just uh, Leaf Metal Basketball has several players. I mean, Leaf Metal Basketball yeah. has players that have already been cut in it. <laughs> like you gotta kind of feel bad. Um, and it's Panini Prism, right? I mean, there is such a market for a for a um high-end women's sports set. A a, a national treasures, a yeah. uh, immaculate. I mean, there is. It is and you're saying the there's nothing available like that right now. There's nothing. There's wow. parallels that we get from from Prism and Panini. Yeah. Um, so I did but, see on your Instagram like the autographed uh, Sabrina card that was one of your first few posts. You had like oh the, yeah, the that was her, the autos. Yeah, that was her Mojo uh, rookie auto, and it. Wow. <laughs> It was, it had, you know, it has surface damage on it. And I remember, you know, people were like, you gotta send it back. And I'm like, I'll never see it again, right? Like, this is like, I, I, you know, this is where maybe I'm a bad investor, right? I'm like, I'm never gonna see it again. Um, So like, for instance, so when you wanna look at a rookie, I think it's a combination of 
their maybe their talent, but really a bigger factor is what teams are picking them and how likely they are to play. So for yeah. instance, the two top players this year, Howard and Smith being picked, Howard number one and then Smith number two, right? Howard went to the dream, Smith went to the fever. They are absolutely gonna start playing. Hmm. So like the only players I would, I'm buying out of the metal set would be Howard and would be Smith. There's some players that are long-term holds that are still in college, but there's, you can't just assume because they're a pick, they're a fifth round, you know, a number four pick that they're sure. actually going to make a roster. It's That's something that if you're just buying WNBA and you're like, I'm gonna just buy up rookies, you could get burned. Now, granted, the cards are a lot cheaper, but you, you know, you're still yeah, kind of okay. wasting your time. So that's a key difference, I would say. Stewart, tough fall away, and Brianna Stewart now 19 in the ball game. Okay, and so if I look, we're we're dealing with sports card collectors and investors on a budget. If I had, say, I had twenty dollars, what's a card or two that you would be like, hey, for a beginner, this would be a. I mean, you even mentioned the the PSA nine Sabrina for twenty five bucks or something like. Yeah, you-, I, you know, I would look at. Um, you could look at there. Uh, Sabali is a rookie from twenty twenty that I think has like some potential. Here is I would think even long game. Right, Paige Beckers, right? Which people may know the big uh, social media focus on the best women's. But Diane Taurasi says right now she's the best women's basketball player in this country who plays for UConn. Buy her Sports Illustrated card. That's you know because there's going to be so much hype coming out about her when she finally comes out into the WNBA. It'll be so hyped. Mm-hmm. towards Sports Illustrated for cards, whether it be Paige Beckers, whether it be Caitlin Clark, whether it be Aaliyah Boston out of South Carolina. Because, I bet I have some of those. Yeah, Sports Illustrated for cards may, you know, I, I know generally if it's like Jordan, they'll say, you know, or like uh, uh, Tiger Woods, like his card, but there's huge credibility for those cards in the women's sport market, right? Oh, Naomi Osaka. Like I, I was fortunate to find one of those at the library. <laughs> but like there's... Oh. They're worth so much money, right? And especially if you can yeah. if you can get one in good condition. I would say Aaliyah Boston, Caitlin Cards, Paige Beckers, Sports Illustrated cards, and just hold. Gotcha. Because even when they come out, people will be looking at that because that's their first cards. Will you grade those? No, well, no, well, I don't grade <laughs> it. I'm like, again, I have I have like Babe Diedrichson and Brianna Stewart. I haven't graded. Uh, sports. I don't understand how Sports Illustrated cards get a PSA ten. Like I don't I don't understand how they that are happens. pretty. Yeah, they're pretty messed up. To me, it's like you know, like I just don't understand. I mean, you could, right? Um, and I think yeah. if you get a high grade, you're gonna maximize your. But I would talk to somebody else about how to figure out a Sports Illustrated nine from a six. Because right. I'm not the person to do that from, but hold them, get them in the magazine, just hold. Because I think those are going to be huge. And you could probably get that magazine for less than twenty bucks on eBay or. Oh yeah, you can get. Yeah. And people like here's like again, I'll say this: I find dealers either overpriced cards or they're just like, oh, it's a women's sport card. I bought a bunch of 90, 1997 women's basketball, and they're like five cents each, and I'm like, all right, right, like. Wow. You would be shocked at the kinds of so keep your eye out. Keep okay. your eye out. 
Okay, and uh, before we wrap things up, first of all, it's been awesome to have you on Hoops and Cards. Yeah, this is fun. This I like Love hoops. I like cards. This was an easy, uh, an easy convincing. Well, and I be I view you as an expert as a uh, on so many levels right now. I'm probably just because of your Ohio State degree, but uh, no, I just said, I view you as an expert certainly on women's cards. WNBA, but also just on NBA and cards in general, like when you think about the the guys, are there players that you're like, hey, this guy looks like a good investment or do you even collect any or invest in men's cards at all because you're... I did. I like ripping. Here's my problem. Again, we go back to the yep. wax thing. I like ripping, right? So I will open what I can get my hands, what I can get my hands on. Right. But I don't know if I offer because I don't watch it a lot. Gotcha. Right. I don't I don't watch it a lot. So but I do like to rip. And, you know, one of the I'll be honest, I like to rip and I like helping my friends out. So when I get, you know, Giannis cards or I get Bucks cards, I send it to my friends who are fans of the Bucks or my friends who really love, you know, uh, Russ, Russell Westbrook. So I like doing that because I can make care packages and send to my friends who then nice. they have women's cards and stuff. So, uh. Nice. Yeah, I mean that's that's, but I'm probably not the person to ask on uh, NBA cards, I guess. Gotcha. So that's why you have friends that are experts. I ask, I'll ask you if I have any questions. <laughs> well, I ask around as well. Like that's one of the best things about the the card like world right now is how easily it you know we connect with each other. So. Yep. Um, I, I've not just gained a resource today. I've gained a friend. And yeah. A, and, Perfect. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for being thank with us. Thank you so much. This is fun. Totally, totally. And I look forward to um, sharing some of your posts and probably a couple stories of what I'm going to do later today with my notes here. Don't blame me. Don't blame Kids me. Illustrated cards, right? You should own. You should. You should own a Becky Hammond rookie. Like every. Like it's like you know how every woman needs a little black dress. Like every NBA collector <laughs> should have like a Becky, like a Becky Hammond rookie. A Don Staley, and these are not like expensive cards. Like I'm not suggesting you right. get expensive cards. Like you should have a Don Staley rookie. Like these are the things that like matter. Like there's certain cards. Sorry, my dog is barking. Sorry, Henry. I think he wants a Don Staley rookie. Hey, that's fine. Hey. Dog knows. The dog's always. Gone. Okay, hold on a second. Rocky, I'm gonna have to edit this part, dude. What are you doing? I mean, sometimes he will bark at a leaf. I don't know what the deal is. Or he just so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's but that's life, you know. And our dogs are uh, dogs <laughs> yes. have ideas. My my dog is. Uh, I gotta go play with her after this. So. What kind do you have? Uh, a uh, very an idiot mutt. I have my <laughs> okay. uh, puppy has an intense resting bitch face, <laughs> okay. and uh, <laughs> she is a evolutionary dead end. She's allergic to her own fur. She is, uh, she, and people are like, what kind of pit is she? I'm like, she's a money pit. That's exactly what she is. So, wow. wow. But she's great. We love them. We love them. So they're like little family members. They are right. better, better than humans. <laughs> well, Amory, thank you so much. Great to have you on our show here at Hoops and Cards and best of luck as you continue to, uh, yeah, not only chase some of those grails and, and man, bring just awareness and understanding of women's sports women's cards it's huge yeah and, uh, and go make yeah, money go make money do. this isn't charity but buy women's <laughs> cards because you want to make money right that's, this is 
yeah. That's what I'm, yeah. This isn't a, this isn't like to join the feminist train. This right, is right. And now's the time to do it. The season starts money. tonight. You said the N- the WNBA. The NBA season will start tonight. So there you go. Awesome. Well, let's get after it. Let's get after it. Thank you so much, Anne Marie. Thank you. That is a wrap for this episode of Hoops and Cards. And uh, wouldn't you know that, like, right after that conversation, I went straight to eBay, got online, and uh, actually bought, well, made a couple offers on my first WNBA cards. And uh, one that I ended up getting a good deal on, I think is a great deal, was one of this year's Prism Silver Autographs of Lisa Leslie. So I remember her as the Michael Jordan of the WNBA in the in the 90s if I'm right but absolute legend and uh yeah I could not believe the low price on a silver auto of a superstar like that so yeah there are some fantastic opportunities I was blown away I don't know if you heard or you made notes about how much uh the low print runs in WNBA whether it's the, the Rittenhouse or the Fleer Gold Medallion, some of these uh, rookies of goats uh, just are totally makes sense what Anne-Marie said about uh, buying opportunity in women's sports getting an increasingly uh, growing profile and big names like, I think about the how many women's just, uh, you know, Prism's popularity and the WNBA partnering in that way to get big name players like Sabrina's rookie card and a lot of the autos of, of Hall of Fame, some of the best players of all time. So I think it's definitely worth looking into. And, you know, this was a different episode from us and a break from all the NBA playoffs talk. But Milwaukee, congrats on going up two to one. I, I did say Giannis needed to step up and just dominate. And it looks like he did. Memphis playing at Golden State looks like it's back and forth and uh, Zaire Williams getting the start, so there's another young guy to watch. But, but, uh, but yeah, I would be fascinated to from you, our listeners, to hear if you have invested in any women's basketball cards and how that's gone for you, or if your your eyes have been opened even by this episode and you're like, yeah, uh, I I see it. Like I agree with some of the things Anne Marie said, and I want to jump in. Or if you're like, dude, I'm skeptical. Uh, I want to stick to what I know most. I totally understand that. But I feel like as a, as a basketball fan, as an investor, and as a dad of two girls and a husband of one woman, um, I, feel, I feel totally uh, compelled to know more and learn more. And I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun to, uh, to see what's out there as far as investing opportunities in the WNBA. So awesome. And hey, don't forget that Hoops Plus. Uh, going deeper into uh, playoff matchups and opportunities to buy and sell there. I plan on posting the full-length interview with uh, Anne-Marie and some of the other guests that we have coming up. Uh, It's a great place to just get the rest of the story or more insider information. So go to um, anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe to check that out. Would totally love to have you join the community and support our podcast. So there you have it. And uh, message me directly. I'm Gary at uh, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. And yeah, we will be back in the next day or two. I've got some more great guests coming up 
lined up for uh, upcoming episodes. So can't wait. I don't want to spoil it by just, you know, dropping names here, but uh, uh, this is a great time to talk basketball. WNBA starting, NBA playoffs heating up. Love, love, love it. New products dropping all the time. Revolution. Uh, Yeah, good times. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Hash browns at the end, you know, like hash brown team Cobra Kai or something. And then send it to the internet!